You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. International success coach and noted author, Constance Arnold, delivers life-changing strategies through her own spiritual practices, as well as with best-selling authors and experts that she interviews. Think, Believe, and Manifest is specially designed to empower your mind and words to work for you and to bring about a life you've been dreaming of. And now, here's Constance Arnold. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. And of course, I am Constance Arnold, host of the Think, Believe, and Manifest talk show. And today, I'm broadcasting from a little chilly uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Guess what? I'm so grateful that you made a decision to join me from all over the world. I just love hearing from you. And boy, do I have a show for you today. You better put your seatbelt on if you're driving and just get ready. Well, uh, it is a, a chilly day here in the ATL, but all is well. Hey, that rhymes. It's a chilly day in the ATL, but all is well. That just came to me. <laughs> but anyway, um, I have a great show. We're going to get right into it because I have part one and part two. And my very special guest is Mr. Nick Bro. And uh, boy, does he know about manifesting money. So he's going to be on in part two. But in part one, I, I really want to talk to you a little bit about really taking the jump and how to do that. And I have one of my listeners on who's going to uh, give us an example. and I'm going to help her walk through that. But I first want to tell you about my upcoming seminar on Saturday, February the 22nd. You know, I just felt led of God to just start doing monthly seminars with just 10 people. And so this month, I'm talking about attracting love, money, and abundance in your life. <clears throat> and it's going to be on Saturday the 22nd from 10 to 3. So who is this for? This seminar is for anybody who is broke, living paycheck to paycheck. If you feel like some money is on the way, if you feel like you're not managing your money, if you want more for your family, if you have a business and want to know what that looks like, then this seminar is for you. I'm going deep. I'm dealing with your blueprint. What is your blueprint now around money? I'm coming to love in a minute around money. What are your perspectives? What are your thinking? And see, I'm not teaching you something from theory. I'm teaching you from my life. Uh, you guys know that I was married once and I married into money and because I didn't know anything more, I thought I had to marry to get money. And then after I got divorced, I made my own money, lots of money, but I spent money. Nobody told me about investing, etc. But the, this last time, <laughs> I had knowledge and wisdom. So I'm going to share all of that with you, your blueprint, how to change it, how to get ready for money, what to do when you receive it. Okay, in relationships, I'm going to have two different kinds of people in the room because love and money is so connected. It's the same vibration. Uh, if you are tired of being by yourself, 
tired of sleeping with your teddy bear, hugging your teddy bear. If you've been online and you feel like Constance, nothing is working. Uh, I'm going to help you change your your blueprint, your mindset. Take a look at why you've been uh, making the choices that you've been making. So it's really going to be an inside out. Uh, I'm already making my handouts for you. Only 10 people. There's so much more that I can tell you, but you need to go to my website, First Come, First Serve. So somebody uh, sent me a text and said, well, if I came to your last seminar, can I come to another one? This one? Well, this is going to be entirely different. It's only $99. You're worth the investment. At the time that I'm recording this, <laughs> I have eight spaces left. So check it out, everybody, of uh, fulfillingyourpurpose.com. I would love to meet and connect with you in person. Okay, so we're talking about uh, taking the jump, living life now. And all of this really came from what happened with Kobe Bryant. All of you know he was killed in a helicopter crash. He and his daughter and other, I think, uh, eight other people, seven other people. And, you know, my prayers and my heart go out to that entire family. But it made me realize if not now, when and what are you waiting for? And um, I have a listener that I'm going to I'm, I'm, I'm going to uh, so thank her in advance for being so brave about coming on. So, Keyshawn, how you doing? Hi, Miss Constance. I'm well. How are you? Good. Good. You can see I'm kind of hyper today. Yeah, <laughs> I feel the energy. <laughs> hey, look, and I ain't even had no coffee, but I want, I want you to share your experience with listeners so I can help teach them how to take that jump. Okay, I'm I'm happy to do so. Thank you for the opportunity and thank you for acknowledging that it takes bravery. I feel very courageous right now, so I want to take it full, full advantage of that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I didn't hold a gun to her head, y'all. Go ahead. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> so go ahead and share your story. What was your story about taking the jump or doing it now or taking the risk? Yes, yeah, so... Oh gosh, where should I begin? I it all started, I believe, with me just wanting to feel better. I wanted to feel healthy. I wanted to feel well. Um, not just what it looked like on the outside, but I wanted to feel it on the inside. So it definitely, like you say, was an inside job for me. So once I began this personal development journey very intentionally, I began to discover different parts of myself, rediscover different parts of myself. And it just began to unfold one layer after the other. And I began to feel healthier. I actually started to see the results of my actions of taking better care of myself, first starting with my emotional self, my mental health, my body health, all in totality. And I began to dream. I began to have different things that maybe I had possibly fantasize about or given a little thought to, but necessarily didn't feel like were possible for me. But I began to adapt a mantra that all things are possible. And so I just started going after my dreams. And I'm here today to talk to you about what those are and how things are working for me now. Um, just taking some of your advice of making baby steps and not okay. um, having to do big things, big leaps all at once. I, I see them starting to come about in my life and I 
feel better and better every day. So I just want to talk a little bit about you. You you, you started a blog and you wrote, yes. um, you know, I told her to take baby steps and you wrote a blog, but yes. you were fearful about publishing that blog. I oh, want to talk yes. about that. <laughs> I was, I was, I was fearful about sharing it outside of my closest circle of intimate family and friends. Um, although it is a blog and I do ha- have a mission to support others in their own personal development journeys, when it came time for me to share it on social media, I felt anxiety because the particular blog post I think you're talking about is about perfectionism. Mm-hmm. And I entitled it, What's a Perfectionist to Do? And it basically is just how I have viewed myself and in the past as a perfectionist and how I wanted to release that badge that I once carried with honor and just be more vulnerable and authentic and just share what my journey has been and how it's been working for me and just putting it out there to others to possibly relate to, not relate to, just the act of just putting it out there outside of my closest circle was where I had some anxiety and some and some resistance to, but I did it and so it's, been a, it's been a good thank you thank you you know and so the principle is Keyshawn uh wanted to begin the process of evolving so she needed to publish her website and yes. she needed to just start the blog yes. and I just want to see show y'all in real time that the thing is I'm talking about Kobe Bryant if not now when and that you don't have to be perfect to begin your move so when she sent me the um the the link to the blog site and i was just like oh my god this is so beautiful and and i'm like you better hit the publish button whatever that button is so how did it feel to do that to go live to launch Yes, to launch the actual website after your encouragement. And I just thank you so much for being so encouraging. It just really lifted me up. I had only shared it with you and my husband, my, yeah. those two people. <laughs> and it gave me the courage to just make it live. And so I did that and then started posting my blog posts. And so even with the very first blog post, I think when I sent it to even to my family and friends, I had a mini panic attack. I'm going to be honest. I did. And then I ran to my, cause I had him read it. I was like, just read it. Let me know if it's okay. And then I published it. And as soon after I published it, I saw a grammatical error and I almost, oh my God, Miss Constance. I was like, ah, I can't believe I just published something and it has an error in it. And I began to like, my body got hot. I started fanning myself. <laughs> I was I was just literally having a physical reaction and had to take deep breaths and calm myself down and just let let myself know it was okay. It's all it all works together. I'm being vulnerable. I am imperfect. I'm a human being, just like everyone I sent the blog to. And it it is what it is. Go with it. It's about the bigger picture. It's about the story within it. It's not necessarily about a grammatical error that I don't even know if anybody noticed. (laughs) It's like it was just me wanting once again for everything to be perfect according to my standards, which as I've heard you say, perfection is an illusion. It's It's not even real. It's not even real. So just put it out there. 
you know, I'm laughing I'm, to myself because I've had like 100 typos or 100 <laughs> errors or something. As a matter of fact, I had one this morning. Somebody, oh. a friend of mine, uh, you know how you, Siri, you say, he said, say happy birthday to my wife. And somehow yeah. Siri thought that I said happy birthday, Rebecca. And mm -hmm. his wife's name is Felicia. I'm like, oh, God, I'm in oh. trouble. You, you know, <laughs> and so I just kind of want to walk you through some things. You know, Keyshawn is Exhibit A. But the first thing she had to deal with. So we're talking about taking the leap yeah. and, and making a decision. I'm going to do it in all with all of my imperfections. And mm -hmm. so we're all fearful. I love I heard Sarah Blakely, who, who um, established Spanx, say I was so afraid. I think that's her name. Mm -hmm. Hey, that might be a typo or error, a key number. <laughs> Her name is Sarah. <laughs> but she said, I was so afraid when I first started Spanx. And then she said, decades later, some days I'm still afraid. And so you're going to move out with your imperfections. So you're allowing God to deal with your fears because it's not even about your website or your blog, Keyshawn, and everybody else listening. I'm just getting on her. It's about God changing your your mindset, your perspective, and increasing your knowledge of who you are. Mm -hmm. It's about sharing what you have. And like mm -hmm. Kishan said, you, you don't have to be perfect. There's no such thing. If you heard my first recordings, you would be like, oh my God, what was Constance <laughs> thinking? I was smacking my lips and you know all of that. So you think big, but you take small incremental baby steps. And so you don't have to know it all. All you do is you're doing your best. So I'm encouraging people to take that jump, Keyshawn. If you saw a, a young lady in the office, uh, a gentleman, if you want to talk to her, uh, ask her out for coffee. If you've been thinking about going back to school, go back to school. If you've been thinking about, I'm going to join this class, uh, whatever it is, then do that. If you've been thinking about starting a business, do it now because if not now, when? It is incremental. You do not have to be perfect because you are not perfect. And mm -hmm. then the main thing people say, I don't have no money. And mm -hmm. I tell people, start where you are. You can pay people on five or ten dollars mm -hmm. and they'll do something for you or upwork. Uh, you know, so instead of getting a whole website, just get a landing page. Mm -hmm. Think big, but start small. And that's what Keyshawn did. Yeah. yeah. And so, and I tell Keyshawn all the time, it's not about the blog. It's mm -hmm. not about your website. It's about who you are becoming. Yeah. How have you changed by just launching your website? I feel like my confidence has boosted. I can't even put a percentage on it or a number on it. I just feel internally just really, really good. When I talk about wanting to focus on my own personal wellness, this has done miraculous things for my own sense of personal wellness because mm -hmm. it's my voice. It's my way of expression. I enjoy writing. I enjoy the topics that I'm writing about. It is the most fulfilling feeling. So I'm, I'm so happy that I've done it and then been able to share with a few people who have responded back to me and told me their own stories. That is, that is what I truly desired was that kind of connection. 
and I feel even more connected. So it's just been wondrous. It's been wondrous and really wonderful. And so what is happening with Keyshawn and what will happen to you when you make the jump and when you make the decision? She is she's giving voice to all of that wonderful, juicy stuff that she knows. She's sharing just right where she is with the world. It doesn't have to be perfect. So maybe you are thinking about, well, I want to lose weight. Just start. Walk one block. Maybe you want to learn, uh, well, I want to attract love. Come to my seminar. You know what I mean? Just do something. Make the decision and see when you move, God will begin to move. And I see what's in Keyshawn. I've been pushing her really hard. <laughs> Thank you. You know, really, really hard. And Keyshawn, it's not even about how many people like you. But because I had to realize a long time ago, I can't touch everybody, but mm. God has certain people that I can touch and that uh, you can do the, do the same. So I appreciate you coming on. And ladies and gentlemen, you know, you have to live for the day for today. You have to live fully. So Keyshawn, what would be some closing words you would like to say to people about I taking wanna, the jump? Yes. Reiterate the power of baby steps. Mm-hmm. When when I first heard you say that as a perfectionist and as someone who is a big dreamer and it just didn't feel like baby steps were enough. It just felt it didn't feel grand enough. It's like I have this big goal, this big dream in mind and taking a baby step just didn't feel like it matched the goal. It didn't feel like it had enough. And mm-hmm. I feel like that comes from a place of me not feeling like I'm enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it just reverberated outside of me. And so once I took your wise advice and actually started taking the baby steps, I understand the law of momentum and how like a snowball, it'll start very small, but as it rolls down the hill and as actions are taking place, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And I have that power pushing me forward. And so baby steps, that is an essential key. You talk about it, I believe, almost every episode. I do. You mentioned I, I baby steps. people with baby steps. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to really bring that home, that it actually works. <laughs> it, it is a does. powerful, powerful action to take a baby step. And wow. it just feeds so much more than can get attracted and added on to it. But it, it, it's about taking that very small, minute start. It can even start with changing my thought, changing my beliefs, you know, and then I'll actually do an action to align with that. And it could be very small. It could be just writing down on a piece of paper. I just had a very simple outline of what I wanted to have on my website. It was super simple. Didn't even take up half of a page, but that was a baby step towards me now having an actual website and a few blog posts. So I'm happy and that's going to grow into more. And it just is so, it's so gratifying and exciting. And it makes me excited about my own life, which I think is important too. It's, It's interesting and 
we get so much fulfillment by and motivation from others and being excited about things that happen for them. But it's a special thing to be excited about one's own life. And, and I am excited about my own life. And that feels really good. I'm excited for you. And, you know, all I can say is you ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> and the people, baby steps turn into quantum leaps. Yeah. Just do it. Take the step. Take the steps make the decision. Thank you so much, Keyshawn. That was so powerful. So everybody stay tuned and then I'm going to be right back with Nick. Do you have an upcoming event where you need a dynamic speaker? Constance Arnold is a sought-after keynote speaker that will enlighten the entire audience with proven strategies that are aligned with your organization's vision and mission. An experienced speaker for major Fortune 500 companies, Constance has entertained audiences with inspiring change. Constance would love to make your next event an extraordinary success. Contact her today at Constance at FulfillingYourPurpose.com. For the past 30 years, Constance Arnold has coached clients globally in the areas of relationships, wealth, and career. Her vast clinical background gives her extraordinary understanding of human behavior to accelerate manifestation. Every coaching client receives proven action plans to create change from the inside out. Constance will be right by your side. Talk to her today at Constance at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. Well, hi, everybody, and I'm back, and I'm really excited about my guest today. I guess y'all say, Constance, you're excited every week, but let me introduce my next uh, guest. My, my special guest is Mr. Nick Bro. He is an international breakthrough specialist, keynote speaker, and best-selling author, who served clients in over 25 countries. His manifestations include a multi-million dollar manifestation, a dream relationship with amazing synchronicities and so much more. He is known for his big breakthroughs. He knows how to really assist his clients with a big breakthroughs. I've listened to him and talked to him. I feel like that he really has mastered the concepts of the law of attraction in his own life. And he knows how to break it down so that you can comprehend and really uh, implement those principles in your own life. And he is, let's see, what else do I want to say? He's written two Amazon best-selling books. And he played a role in a tech company acquired for over $330 million. But most importantly, I like his spirit. I like him. He he really uh, has a spirit for serving others. I believe that God is using him to really speak to the world about living an abundant life. And we're grateful. So, Nick, welcome to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Thank you so much, and thank you for all those uh, very kind words. It ain't nothing but the truth, Nick, as we say in the South. And uh, I'm so glad I pronounced your last name correctly. That was my big concern. (laughs) (laughs) So the hard part's over then. It's over with. I can relax. (laughs) Take a deep breath. So tell our listeners a little bit about you, and then I have so many questions. And I'm just going to say up front, this is just going to be our first interview. I already know that because of all of the knowledge and wisdom uh, and insight that you have. So share with listeners a little bit about who you are. And then I got tons of questions. 
Yeah, my journey probably started maybe 10, 12, 15 years ago. Um, and I remember it was back when I was working in tech and I was kind of sitting in my cubicle looking around the room wondering, you know, if, is this what really is this really what life is about? You know, I remember I was living life to pay my bills. I only had three weeks vacation every year, um, very little time to spend uh, with my kids the way that I wanted to. And noticing that most people weren't really happy. Most people aren't depressed, but most people are kind of more living in a state of contentment rather than true happiness. And that's when I really started reflecting on, you know, where my life was, where I was going. And this feeling kind of started to grow in my solar plexus. It was almost this feeling like, you know, life isn't supposed to be a struggle like this. Life is supposed to be easier than this. Life is supposed to be more magical than this. And I'm sure most people can feel that feeling. When I give talks, I ask the audience how many people can feel that feeling, and most people put their hand up. Yeah. And for me, that was kind of, you know, the the spark that led me to really start digging into this stuff deeper, um, start practically applying this stuff. Because I also realized that even though I had been studying this stuff and reading book after book after book, there's a difference between, you know, intellectually understanding concepts and the practical application of the concepts. Yeah, I agree with that. And I, I love the way you just break it down. And, and so I've probably interviewed everybody on the law of attraction. Are you still here, Nick? Oh, yeah, I'm here. Okay. I thought I heard something. Uh, I, I probably have okay. interviewed everybody on the law of attraction uh, principles. But when I heard you, I told you my assistant found you. She said, Constance, you've got to listen to this person. And I did, and I was in awe. So I'm going to start with break down the law of attraction for our listeners. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot that could be said, you know, on on what is law of attraction, how does law of attraction work, what are most people getting wrong about the law of attraction. Um, the big thing to understand is the law of attraction is no different than something like the law of gravity, right? Gravity is in play all the time. There's no exceptions to gravity. It's consistent. And when it comes to law of attraction, it's the same thing, right? Law of attraction is simply the understanding that Physical reality is a reflection of what you have going on inside of you, inside of your attraction point. And by learning to analyze, learning to dissect what you have going on in your physical reality, you can then get a better understanding of what's going on inside of you. And once you have a better understanding of what's going on inside of you, you can then begin to make the necessary tweaks and shifts in your inner self, which then get reflected back to you in positive ways in your outer reality. And so you said that you had read all the books and, and so many listeners have and, and looked at videos, but still the application of the principles downloaded in their own being so that that manifestation would come. How would a listener begin to do that? Yeah, so there's a couple of key things that... Okay. Um, I like to explain to people. So one, law of attraction is not just a technique. It's not about looking out the one thing you're going to do to flip that switch that everything's going to 
all of a sudden just snowball into your reality. So I like to see law of attraction more as a lifestyle Mm -hmm. in the same way that somebody who is concerned about, you know, their physical health, they go to the gym regularly, they eat well regularly. Law of attraction should be seen more as a lifestyle than something you just figure out in a way to get what you want. Now, sorry, go ahead. No, I'm listening. Good. Now, in the context of law of attraction, the most important concept is alignment. And, you know, Abraham Hicks makes it their number one priority to talk about alignment. We hear about alignment from a lot of teachers. The definition of alignment is, according to me, your level of connectivity between you and your inner being. So the happier you are, the better you feel the more connected you are to your inner being. Alignment is kind of like the Wi-Fi signal between you and your inner being. Does that make sense so Uh far? Mm -hmm. And what I notice in a lot of the law of attraction community is that most people are needing to effort their way into alignment. Most people have to work their way into alignment through meditation practices, through journaling, through aspect lists, through focus wheels. And they're kind of dipping in and out of alignment rather than having high and consistent alignment. And the difference between high and consistent alignment versus bobbing in and out of alignment like most people do is the difference between manifestation at a level where you're manifesting things like parking spots and green lights and angel numbers and the cute things versus, you know, the bigger things most people really want part of the reason they struggle for those big things is that lack of consistency and alignment. I love the way you put that. And so I know that you have manifested um, multi-million dollar manifestations. I love that you, you break down the whole thing about money. So share with listeners your own experience or maybe uh, the experience and the principles of some of your clients as far as manifesting big bucks, because you and I both know people are really, that's what they want to know. Yeah. I've, I've got a free e-course. It's called the power manifesting e-course and it's had nearly 10,000. It should hit 10,000 this month. Um, signups and when it comes to, so in the e-course, there's a survey. And in that survey, the first thing I ask is, what is it you want to manifest most? So last time I checked, I think 81 or 82% said money. So money is obviously at the top of you know the desires list for, for society. So what I remind people, so in order to really understand money, first you need to understand the difference between alignment and vibration. Mm-hmm. So most people think, Alignment and vibration is kind of the same thing, but they're actually two separate concepts. So alignment, I talked about that earlier. That's the level of connectivity between you and your inner being. So the more you are in alignment, the more you experience synchronicities, the stronger your intuition gets, the more you get inspirational nudges. That's where you and your inner being are blended and kind of living life as one. Now, vibration is completely different. What the best way to understand vibration is the old AM FM radios. So, an AM FM radio is a translator of frequency, it's a translator of vibration. As you adjust the the dial on an FM radio, you are changing the frequency to tune into a different vibration. And what the radio receiver does 
is it's taking that frequency and it's turning it into an audio that you can hear from your ears, right? So to understand law of attraction in terms of frequency in the physical reality experience, us as human beings, and I talk about this in my new book, we are also receivers in the same way as a radio receiver. The only difference is a radio receiver takes the frequency and turns it into audio. As humans, we take frequency and we turn it into a physical reality experience. Okay? I love that. Now, what people need to understand is that we don't have knobs that we can turn on ourselves to adjust our frequency, obviously. The way we fine-tune our frequency is through what we carry in our attraction point. And your attraction point is where you put your focus and what emotions that you carry. That's what defines what physical reality is going to reflect back to you. So in the context of money, for example, how would somebody feel when they have lots of money? They feel the feelings of freedom. They feel the feelings of relief. They feel the feelings of empowerment. Now, if you're vibrating and feeling the feelings of stuck and disempowered, that's the opposite of freedom and relief. So you can't manifest a reality where you're letting in that experience, that money, from the opposite vibration. So frequency is about understanding that your reality is going to reflect back to you the emotions that you carry and what you put your focus on. You know, I, I love that because it, it's, it, it gives everybody, no matter where you might live in the world, just a level playing ground. Exactly. As far as manifestation, you can be rich, poor, black, white, brown, whatever country or continent you're on. This 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 law will work for anyone who would work it. And, you know, when it comes to money, people are, you know, many people, they're so desperate. They have bills. So you talked about focus and emotion. How do they not let that fear overwhelm them? Now, in the context of money, here's, here's where, where this frequency aspect is really important. So in my new book, one of my favorite quotes is, money is not the enabler of circumstance, your vibration is. Mm-hmm. Now, here's, here's what that means. If you match the frequency of an experience, you have to experience that experience. That's why law of attraction is called a law. It's consistent, meaning that if you match the frequency of something, you have to experience it. So let's say I have a strong desire to spend a month in Hawaii and I have nothing in my bank account. If I can work my way to becoming a vibrational match to match the frequency of trip to Hawaii, then everything that needs to happen in order to realize that trip will happen as a cooperative component, meaning the money has to show up if the money is required for that experience. You don't have to figure out the money. All you need to do is identify what it is you want to experience through the money, work on becoming a vibrational match to that experience, and the money shows up. So you kind of need to give money a reason to manifest. Hmm. And so listeners would need to be a vib- vibrational match before any pot, you know, before any of their five senses can see any manifestation. So they, yeah, need, so they need to be the thing. 
Yeah, my first my first suggestion is before you even try and manifest anything mm-hmm. is work on high and consistent alignment because it's when you're in alignment that you are in your power. That is when you are connected with your inner being. That's when your inner being has the ability to nudge you in the right direction. It's when your inner being has the ability to download to you intuitive information, guidance. That's when we are truly in our power. So the first step is always alignment. Then when it comes to money, think about, you know, what is it that I want money for, right? So let's say you struggle to pay your bills. Well, the reality that you really want is a reality perhaps where paying your bills is easy and you're not worried about money all the time. So you identify what that reality is and then you identify how would I feel in that reality? Oh, it's relief then it's your job to practice feeling those feelings of relief as if you were already experiencing it. That's one of the ways to start working your way into becoming a vibrational match to that experience. You know, I love that. And, you know, I've listened to everything that you have on YouTube and going to strongly uh, encourage all my listeners to do the same. You're going to give your info at the end. So when I talk to you, Nick, it sounds easy and almost organic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, law of attraction is not meant, you know, for just to be successful with people with high Q, high IQs or who can learn a lot. Like, you know, we get wrapped up in all these complicated processes and these deep understandings. And, you know, we all came to this physical reality to experience success. And I really believe that. And I all... I believe we all have the innate ability to tap into that power and tune into that success. Um, And my perspective, my viewpoint, my approach to this entire world is about simplicity and consistency, right? That's all it really takes is really looking at the concepts in the most simplest way possible and applying them in the simplest way possible, but maintaining a certain level of consistency rather than trying to hop to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing, trying to figure everything out all the time. So share with the listeners your process or your, um, your journey of manifesting multi-million dollars. Yeah. So for me, my goal was to retire by the time I hit 30. Um, back when I was a teenager, I was excited about computers and tech Mm -hmm. and the startup world. This is way before I started studying any spirituality. Um, I dove in head first. I was kind of the the 10 or 12 year old on the block that all the the neighbors came knocking on the door when they wanted some tech support help. Um, So for me, that journey lasted about 10 years. Um, When the acquisition happened, I remember two really key things happened probably six months prior to the acquisition. One thing that happened was at the time I was making uh, probably a good six-figure amount of money. I had a very stable job. You know, I was, I was pretty well off. And I remember sitting in my living room thinking to myself, you know what? I'm doing pretty good. I've got a stable job for the rest of my life. I don't have to worry about my bills. You know, if this, this manifestation of seven figures never happens, I'm still going to be okay. So at that moment, there was almost a detachment, a letting go of the need or the chasing after um, this acquisition. And then something else that happened a number of months later is one of my coworkers had noticed in a boardroom 
that there was a business card from another company who was a potential acquirer, um, and the signature on the the business card or the the position of the person was mergers and acquisitions team. And when we saw that card, there was a feeling of, oh, it's happening, it's happening. So there was almost this level of knowingness, this level of confidence, this boost in expectation that the acquisition is now on its way and it's going to happen. And I believe the acquisition happened within a couple of months of that. So those are the kind of the two key events that when I reflect back on um, this manifestation that really stand out to me. So were you, do you feel like prior to that, that you had begun to align and allow, were you doing any special practices? Were you believing? I want to break that down for listeners who might say, well, I want that to happen for me too. Yeah. The the big thing that I tell people is, is when I go back and I reflect back on all my big manifestations, so the money, you know, Anik. So for those of you who haven't heard, you know, my relationship story, um, Anik yeah, and we, I. We want to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so we met, um, we've been together for seven or eight years now. So the synchronicities we share is my name is Nick. Her name is Anik. So both of our parents call us Nick. Uh, mm-hmm. When we met, we were both driving the same type of car. We do similar work. And a number of months after we started dating, we even realized that we had both left our marriages on the exact same day before we'd ever met. That's so that's, that, that's my hair is standing up on my head. Nick, <laughs> go ahead. Or should I say yeah. my weave is standing up on my head? Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyways, when I go back and I reflect, you know, and these are just some of my, you know, my synchronicities, but when I reflect back on all of my, you know, prominent or significant manifestations, what really stands out is they all happened when I was really kind of not expecting them to happen or not looking for them or really just busy enjoying my reality. And my focus this year for me personally and for the members of my collective is shifting into this new paradigm. And this is the the whole focus of my new book that comes out in a few months is to shift your focus and your perspective around law of attraction is to not approach law of attraction from the vantage point of trying to change your reality or trying to make things happen, but really from living what I call in this new paradigm where instead of being concerned about manifestation, we're simply chasing after the experiences of manifestation, the experiences of synchronicity, the experiences of feeling good and loving your reality just the way it is. And it's from that vantage point where you're just loving life that you're no longer chasing after the desires. And from that vantage point, everything then begins to show up. You know, you know, as we say in the South, you ain't you ain't telling nothing but the truth, saying nothing but the (laughs) truth, Nick, because even in my own life, when I just began to be to take a look at all of the good that was in my life and be happy and abundant and grateful for every little thing. I didn't know it at the time, but I feel that I was putting myself in the flow of abundance And big abundance really manifested in my life. And I don't even think I was intentionally saying, well, today I'm going to wake up and be grateful. But I I made a decision, though, that I'm going to be happy and joyful. And I don't want to say content, but just grateful. And God opened up my eyes so I can see what I do have. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Go ahead. Yeah. One of the quotes that one of my collective members said a a few months ago, which really stood out for me, was the key to a lovely reality is loving your reality. So we should love our reality when there's great contrast between what we what's happening and what we desire. We should be loving and like immersing and enjoying and receiving the upgrades in our current reality. Yeah, I mean, we have a tendency to push against the unwanted. We have a tendency to push against the contrast. And the more we push against something, the more we give momentum to that thing that we don't want and the longer it sticks around. So the more you're okay with what is, the faster you you move through it. That's a new paradigm for people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and a great example of that was your meeting your wife because I asked you prior to the recording. I said, "Were you searching? Were you online?" Were you lonely? What were you doing? And you said, I was happy and content and living my life. Yeah, we were we were both very fresh out of our marriages. I think it was three or four months, something like that. And neither one of us were looking for a relationship. We were just happy being single, hanging out with friends. And, you know, she showed up or I showed up. I don't, we still argue about who manifested who. <laughs> um, but, you know, and we even had some some belief systems to work through to allow ourselves to, to be in a relationship and come together. So, um, yeah, it was a very, very fortunate experience. And, you know, I'm blessed for a lot of the experiences I've had. And, and that's definitely one of them. So, Nick, what else do you want to share with people around manifestation or the law of attraction? I'm going to let you have the floor. Oh, there's so much to share. There's so <laughs> much to talk about. Um, you know, the, the key thing in life is 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 fun and excitement, right? It's it's follow what feels good for you. Don't hold back. Allow yourself to be you fully. The whole self-help journey, whether it's from the angle of law of attraction or somewhere else, it's always about a return to who you really are and discovering how powerful you really are. And so when you say discovering who we really are has 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 who we are been been covered up with all of the outside stuff and maybe problems and challenges do you feel like that people sometimes are so overwhelmed they've forgotten about who they are and how powerful they are yeah i mean it comes from programming from our parents programming from society's beliefs um you know something i talk about often with with folk is that you know you can't live on the leading edge and be like everybody else at the same time Right. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with living a nine to five and living your life like everybody else with the rest of society. That's okay too. Right. But if you want to live on the leading edge, and I guarantee you, living on the leading edge is super fun. I wouldn't want to have it any other way. Um, You have to be okay with other people maybe not understanding your choices or not accepting your choices. Um, And that's part of the game. But again, Everybody has their own path and their own journey, and nobody's path or journey is wrong. So true, so true. So, so I want to ask you about this because I get this question, and it might be a, a spiritual practice. What's your take on 
writing down your intention, visualization, meditation in order to stay aligned with what you want to manifest. What's your take on all of those practices? Yeah, so Abraham Hicks says that 68 seconds of focus is all it takes and the desire is on its way to you. So the homework or the assignment I give when I work with clients is I tell them to you know, identify the desire, what it is that they do want. So maybe it's a relationship, maybe it's a job, maybe it's a car. Um, I get them to write about that desire, pen on paper, in as much detail as possible. Once they're doing that, uh, next I tell them to use my embodiment meditation, which is a free meditation at nickbro.com slash embody. That's a 15-minute meditation. Once they're done that, their desire's on the way. There's nothing else they need to do except stay out of their own way instead of resistance. And so do they do that every day? What's your take on that? Only once. Only once. Yeah, and the other thing that I do too, and I just posted a video about this on my YouTube, is um, I get people to choose what I call an avatar. And an avatar is a physical reality representation of your inner being. And after you're done writing about your desire or setting the intent for a desire, you can write it down on a piece of paper, handing it off to their avatar. So my avatar is a little Yoda figurine. I'm a Star Wars fan. So for me, whenever I have a desire, I'll say, okay, I want this thing. I write that down on the piece of paper. I hand it off to my avatar and then it's done. There's nothing left for me to do. Right. So that's another step that I that I give to people to do to help them kind of let go of this belief that they need to figure it out and they need to effort their way into the desire. Well, I want to know, why is it that you feel that you are a nine-time Abraham Hicks hot seat uh, person? And for anybody who doesn't know who Abraham Hicks is, normally Esther calls people up and then, you know, they get specific answers. I want to know what you were thinking prior to that. Were you believing I'm going to be called? What do you think? Uh, that was and why do you think that you were called yeah so here I've asked her that question in in one of my hot seats but here's here's what I do here's how I get into the hot seat for those of you who are Abraham Hicks fans who attend events and want to get in the hot seat so most people when it comes to desires and again manifesting a hot seat is no different than manifesting anything else most people who are looking to manifest a desire they're in a state of hope they're hoping for a desire. So most people, when they have their hand up, they're going, oh, I hope she picks me. I hope she picks me, right? Right. But if a true creator who knows how powerful we really are, who that we all have this power, it's not about hoping for a desire because you don't hope in creation. In creation, you choose. So when I have my hand up, I'm like, okay, it's my turn. I'm right here. Here's my hand. Right. Because in the energy of hoping, there's still a vibration of doubt. Right. So the greater your level of doubt, the more resistance you're carrying and the less the ability to manifest that thing. So when it comes to desire, it's not about hoping for desire. It's about choosing desire. And when I asked her the question, you know, in the hot seat, why is it so easy for me to get in the hot seat? And she said it's because you have high expectation with little doubt. Ah, I love that. We could talk on that all day. 
And, and so how does one have high expectation with little doubt around what they desire? And, and, and I, I love what you said about hope. Uh, I always say hope is just a precursor. I call, I call faith the eternal now. You have it now living in, and, and uh, vibrating in the eternal now. So how does a person have high expectation with no doubt? How w- yeah, what would you say to that? I would say it's about, you know, learning your true power. Abraham Hicks says, you create your own reality, right? It's not your cat. It's not your mom. It's not your partner. Literally, you create your reality. So creating your reality, you know, most people live their life kind of by default where they're responding to their reality, creating more of the same reality by default rather than stepping into their shoes as creators of their reality and expressing onto their canvas of reality what it is that they want to experience. One of the analogies that I use quite often is is a painting canvas. So, you know, behind you there's a canvas that's already been painted and that represents your current reality, your past ex- reality, what you've already experienced. And in front of you there's a blank canvas, an empty canvas. And right here, right now, what I'm expressing is what goes onto that blank canvas, which is my future reality. And what most people are doing is they're looking at the old canvas and they're just painting the same thing over again on the new canvas, right? So you need to break the cycle. You need to stop giving focus, giving attention, giving power to the things in your current reality that you no longer want. And you need to be an empowered thinker, an empowered chooser, and express onto your new canvas what it is you want to step into moving forward. I love, I love that description, an empowered thinker. Uh, you know, I, it's so interesting because just this morning uh, when I wake up, I said, okay, I put my feet on the floor and I say, today I win. And I intentionally know, okay, I'm going to have 60 to 70,000 thoughts today. Today I'm going to choose and I choose before I get out of bed. I choose this is going to be an awesome day. And and I paint it with my thinking, with my emotions and with my expectations all day long. I keep coming back to that. I love that you said that because people need to recognize and realize and remember that we choose through our vibration. And the way we choose through our vibration is like you just said, what you think how you feel, and where you put your focus. Right. And, and, you know, somebody asked me, so, Constance, do you always feel like you're just on top of things? I'm like, absolutely not. But then I make a decision to shift my mood. That's the name of the game. Yeah, shift my mood and my thinking. Nick, you're just so powerful. Anything else? Let me ask you, I have one other thing. Let's talk about big breakthroughs. Should people in their careers and money and physical health, should they begin uh, believing for big breakthroughs? What would that look like? I mean, big breakthroughs are, are, are available to anyone, right? I mean, and I don't even like to measure breakthrough as big breakthrough. How, how do you even quantify what's big? Because what might be big for one person might be small for somebody else. So true. And I would say that, you know, the biggest breakthrough anybody can have is the breakthrough in the way they feel. 
because you know all of these desires that people have and are chasing after you know the reason we chase after all of these things is is because of how we believe we're going to feel when we achieve them right so the the first key thing for anybody is taking a step back working on the way you feel and from that empowered place you can then start to to follow the the impulses of excitement, the impulses of inspiration. Excitement is your highest form of guidance from your inner So Nick, you were saying that excitement is the highest form of vibration every day? Excitement's the highest form of inner guidance. So whenever you're excited about something, that's your inner being guiding you in that direction. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. Well, you know, it's so uh, interesting and and I think I have been more focusing in on emotion and feeling. I didn't realize initially the big role that emotion and feeling and moods really play in creating a powerful life. And you've really shared that, you know, really profoundly today. And I appreciate that. Janet, I'm happy to hear that. Well, tell us about, I know you got a book coming out. I'm going to have you back for your book when you launch your book. But tell us about your website. How can people join your groups? Uh, What's your contact information? Are you available for counseling, coaching? What's the deal? Yeah, I've got a lot of resources. Um, My most popular resource right now is probably my free, it's called the Power Manifesting e-course. Uh, it's completely free. You can get access by going to nickbro.com slash ecourse. Uh, I also post lots of videos on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash nickbro. Um, those are probably the two best places for resources. I've got my book coming out um, probably end of March, I'm guessing, but it could be out as soon as uh, early February. Um, and there'll be announcements on that on my Facebook page or uh, on my YouTube channel, obviously. I'm going to have you back, of course, for your book launch because I believe in you and just love the work that you're doing. So do you have any final words for my audience? Oh, wow. There's so many different final words to choose from. (laughs) (laughs) You know, if there's one main message to share, it's that, you know, everybody's an empowered creator, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not luckier than anybody else. I'm not smarter than anybody else. You know, I just found my way to some consistency and some practicality and figured a few things out. But anybody can apply this stuff with, with a little bit of elbow grease and a little bit of, of, of proper understanding of how these concepts really work. Um, don't give up. Just work on feeling good. Make that your priority. Work on feeling good and go from there. Thank you, Nick. You're awesome. You're a, uh, gift. You're, you're a gift to the world. Okay, everybody, remember, visit my website at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. Tell five of your friends about uh, my show. Share the link of my show on your social media pages. And as I say every week, I want you to think and feel and know that something good is going to happen to you and through you this week. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to Think, Believe, and Manifest. Constance Arnold will be back next week with another great show just for you. For more information, please visit fulfillingyourpurpose.com.